I'm Alexis Christophorus, and thanks so much for joining us here for the Yahoo Finance podcast. I'm joined now by Yahoo Finance columnist Rick Newman. And Rick's been keeping a close eye on President Trump's performance when it comes to the broader economy. And he has been looking at Trump's Trumponomics report card, right, Rick? Yeah, we talk about this practically every day on Yahoo Finance. So the idea with the uh, Yahoo Finance Trumponomics report card is to create a methodology that will allow us to basically measure the economy under Trump all the way through his presidency, whether it's uh, four years, eight years, uh, one year. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, now slow down. To some of his critics who fantasize about that, which I, I uh, don't think they're going to get any satisfaction on. But uh, we partnered with uh, Moody's Analytics, a uh, well-known uh, economic research firm. Uh, so they are providing the data for us. Um, we have a, a long, very detailed note about our methodology for anybody who really wants to dig into it. But basically, they can uh, check that out on our website. Yeah, right? on the website, right? Um, and if, I think if you if you uh, just do a web search for Trumponomics report card, we're the only ones doing this, so mm -hmm. you'll you'll find it pretty quickly. Um, but the idea is to um, establish a, a benchmark at the beginning of the Trump presidency, and then um, measure how uh, how the economy progresses from that point onward. And um, we are the way we're doing this is we are comparing uh, six different economic indicators for um, basically tr we're comparing Trump with six prior presidents, also in their first term. Um, the Who are those presidents? Uh, well, we go all the way back to Jimmy Carter in most cases where we have the data. Mm -hmm. um, so it's Jimmy Carter in his first term, Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, and Barack Obama. And we measure Trump's pro uh, the economy under Trump at whatever point in the presidency he is at mm -hmm. against the economy under those prior presidents at the exact same point in their presidencies. So nothing's perfect. Um, I mean, you know, there are recessions come and go quite often with total disregard for who the president is or what the presidential policies are. We've provided the dates of recessions so anybody can look at this and say, um, yeah, but, you know, uh, Obama came into office, for example, in the middle of a recession. So that obviously changes the picture for Obama. But we think this is the best way uh, to measure um, how well Trump is doing or how poorly he's doing on the economy uh, compared to other presidents. And I think that's what really matters the most. Yeah, for sure. The circumstances for each of these presidents along the way differ. Right. So it's right. really not apples to apples. Right. But if you want to try to make a comparison, that's what you're doing. And right. it is a very detailed report. Um, so we spoke a few weeks ago, Rick, and at that time, President Trump had a grade of B. Right. Fast forward to today, you're giving him a B plus. What's yeah. changed and why? So Trump's initial grade was a B. That's right. Uh, that's a pretty good grade. And what changed recently is the stock market got better in May. Um, so let me just go through the indicators here we're measuring him on. Six things that ought to be intuitive to most people. Uh, total employment, uh, manufacturing employment, because that is something he himself has said is important, and it is important. Um, earnings, exports, the S&P 500 stock index, uh, we have data for all five of those. Uh, we have several data points for all five of those, actually. And then one we don't yet have data on is real GDP per capita. So how fast is the uh, economy growing uh, on a per-person basis? Um, and that's quarterly. So we have the baseline number we're starting with, but we don't know what the next number after that is that comes in July. But to get back to your question, um, in uh, the latest uh, set of data, the uh, st stock market went up. And that's really the thing that pushed Trump from a B to a B plus. Um, 
that something else changed as well, which is his um, his uh, relative grade on employment actually went down mm. um, as we got a weak jobs report for May. Now again, this is in comparison to the other presidents, so we're measure we're measuring him in each case. You know, we've got seven presidents in total, so where does Trump fall on that? Um, and he came down two notches on employment, but he went up more, I think, three notches on the S&P 500. So when the, we, when the, uh, our, uh, our program spits out the number, it goes from a B to a B plus. Now, he was touting uh, the economy and, and how the unemployment rate was falling under his presidency. We actually have a soundbite uh, from Trump. This is actually from May 13th. Take a listen. My fellow Americans, confidence in the American economy has reached levels not seen in many, many years. Unemployment fell to its lowest level in nearly 10 years last month. I have to ask, he's only been in office for a few <laughs> months. So does he, should he get all the credit for this economy? Didn't he in large, you know, get this from the Obama administration too? Inherit he did. This? He, he did. So, um, so in, the, um, in the comments that are uh, underneath the stories I've been writing about this and people finding me on Twitter, uh, there's a big argument which will persist about how much credit Trump deserves if the economy is generally good under him. Uh, and you can, you know, people argue it both ways. I mean, clearly, uh, you know, the economy, the economy moves in long waves uh, that, that play out over a long period of time. So uh, Trump did nothing, has done nothing so far anyway, that suddenly turned a bad economy into a good economy. Uh, we've had, a, we've had a, a, a recovery underway since 2009. Um, we've had a stock market boom going since 2009. Job growth has been strong for at least uh, two or three years. Um, so he inherited that. So in one sense, he came into office at a good time. But in another sense, he has promised things that uh, it, it have excited or at least gotten a lot of interest from the business community, people who run companies and hire people. Um, they like three things they've heard in particular, uh, deregulation, um, they like the, they like to hear about tax cuts, and they like to hear about new infrastructure spending, um, which are, you know, some of the top Trump priorities. So these things. So now the question is, will these things actually materialize? That's the big <laughs> so question. So when Trump talks about confidence, yes, we did see a measurable boost in confidence, as measured by things like um, business confidence, um, small business confidence. Uh, consumer confidence. I mean, those things did go up after Trump got elected, and they are pretty high levels, uh, higher than they were under Obama. That is true. Um, but confidence move, can go up and down quickly, and it, it's, it's a quite, fickle it, thing. It's quite possible those people will lose confidence um, if some of the things Trump has promised don't materialize. It, there does seem to be a risk that that could happen. It's fair to say that he inherited a lot of what's happening right now in the economy. That these things are cyclical, but can we really? point to the auto industry, for instance, and say he didn't make a difference there. I want you to listen to what he had to say back in, uh, in April about what the big auto companies are doing. Listen to this. If you look at what's happened with Ford and with General Motors and with Fiat Chrysler and so many other car companies, you see what they're doing back in Michigan and Ohio? They were leaving. They were going to Mexico and many other places. They're now staying here. All right. Is that is that because of Trump? No, not really. Um, uh, you know, I spend a lot of time fact checking things Trump says on the economy and with regard to businesses. And we saw this little flourish, uh, you know, when he first came into office back in January, where he decided I guess he decided, you know, he was bashing the auto companies all during the campaign, you know, mainly because they all build some vehicles in Mexico. I mean, that's his big complaint. 
every automaker just about that sells cars in the United States also builds a lot of cars in the United States, including, for, including foreign automakers. But of course, he teed off on Ford um, because Ford has a factory in Mexico. I'm not sure why he chose Ford, but he did. And uh, he also teed off a little bit on General Motors. He went after Toyota. And, you know, we, the, the sort of modus operandi that developed, I mean, the way this dance played out, we, this has now become familiar. But he, you know, he went after them. He criticized them. He used Twitter to say they need to hire more Americans. And basically one company at a time, they all sort of did the same thing. They all did something that was much more symbolic than substantive and said, oh, we're, they announced some new investment in the United States. Uh, we're going to, you know, hire 500 people at a new R&D facility or we're going to start building this new vehicle at some factory. In m many, perhaps most cases, these things were already planned in advance or some of them had even been already announced. But Trump took credit for them, and that was sort of okay with everybody. That's, that is the way the dance works. Give, some, give Trump something he can claim credit for, mm -hmm. and he backs off. And we have not heard him uh, go after the auto industry since then. He's sort of moved on to other topics. Just in terms of sales, um, uh, auto sales have been at record levels for the last two years, 2015 and 2016, both record levels of sales. It looks like we're going to come in under uh, the 2016 record level this year. Now, it's still th that's still a high level of sales. The automakers are doing just fine. Um, but if anything, sales under Trump will probably be lower in 2017 than in 2016. But again, more because it's a cyclical thing. It, that's exactly right. Because so it's anything this is doing. just how uh, the, the market for automobiles is playing out. And it just turns out, you know, people have sort of overbought. American consumers have sort of overbought automobiles in the last few years. They've gotten themselves into six, seven, eight-year car loans, mm -hmm. um, which means that it's going to be a long time before they pay that off and they're ready to buy another car. So they, things like that and other things are probably likely to kind of slow the pace of auto sales. Um, but, you know, look, Trump finds ways to claim credit. Um, he doesn't. He, he's not, he's not a stickler for accuracy. <laughs> That's an understatement. Which means you're very busy with your fact checking. But yeah. you know, talking about the autos, I mean, he definitely was all over them, especially early in his presidency, certainly during the campaign. And this is a, a soundbite we have back in February where he's taking credit for some of that. Take a listen. But we're going to get the numbers way up, and we're going to get jobs back in our country. You see what I've done? Ford has announced. Uh, General Motors, Fiat has announced. They're all building big plants. They're all coming back into the United States. They were fleeing. They were fleeing our country. Wow. Um, so, again, do you think that some of that was, is it that some of these companies were throwing him a bone and saying, yeah, okay, we'll keep, you know, 500 jobs here in the U.S., or was really most of this plans in the works anyway? It's both. Uh, I actually heard the um, CEO of Fiat Chrysler, uh, they announced uh, a new investments regarding uh, the Jeep brand, um, and Trump claimed credit for it. And the, and the CEO, Sergio Marcioni, he actually said, um, as much as I w wish I could say this is because of Trump, it has nothing to do with Trump. <laughs> He's the one CEO who actually came out and said, mm. uh, that's not true, that Trump is, Trump is not correct about that. Uh, but it doesn't matter. And to the broader point, um, you know, it's, it's kind of impossible to look at uh, an economy um, and say, what's happening here is because of this, tr this president's policies um, or happening over here, maybe the prior president's policies. I mean, it just does not break down like that. Um, it's, so we have, so in, in terms of our uh, Trump and Amish report card, we are actually agnostic about um, who gets credit 
or blame for what ha for wh where these indicators go. This is strictly by the numbers. It's really we're just telling you what the numbers show, and we and we 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 did choose a baseline that begins with Trump's first month in office. Mm -hmm. So that we are trying to tell we will tell you how the economy economy evolves under Trump. But it is not correct to say we are giving Trump either credit or blame for what happens, nor are we giving Obama credit or blame for what happens. You know, a lot of people, you know, don't like that. I mean, they want to believe that Trump's policies are good or they want to believe that Trump's policies are terrible. And you can, you know, people can believe whatever you want, but it's so hard to isolate the effect of any one policy. And meanwhile, so many other things act on the economy that are probably more powerful. Interest rates, you know, what the Federal Reserve does probably has a lot more uh, impact on the economy than anything that comes out of the White House we'll see what he in, in does general. Yeah. With regards to Janet Yellen, uh, whether or not she keeps her yeah. position as head of the Fed. Right. When so that, so that is a way Trump could directly uh, affect the economy and is who he might appoint to replace her or will he just reappoint her? Yeah. We'll see if he reshapes the Fed or not. Right. Um, GDP, we talked about this, uh, touched on this earlier a bit. He has some lofty goals, thinking that we're going to get to a uh, gross domestic product of about three and a half percent. He was asked back in February uh, where he would get the money for a larger military? And here's his answer. Where's the money come from? Well, I think the money's going to come from a revved up economy. I mean, you look at the kind of numbers we're doing, we were probably GDP of a little more than 1%. And if I can get that up to three or maybe more, we have a whole different ballgame. Does he get it up to three or maybe more? Highly unlikely. Um, uh, let's talk about GDP for a minute, though, because I, I, we do know that it, with regard to the way we've structured our uh, Trumponomics report card, uh, when we do get the first GDP reading um, in late July, that's probably going to be a good number for Trump. And the reason is we know that first quarter GDP growth was very weak. It was less than 1%, I think. So that is the baseline. Um, that we use to measure uh, prior, uh, uh, sorry, um, future numbers against. So relative to that weak first quarter GDP, because of the way we've set this up, again, read our methodo methodology, we're totally transparent about this. Um, that second um, quarter GDP number is expected to be around th maybe three and a half percent. Um, so we are going to, so, but, so, but you have to obvi obviously average this out because part of what was going on in the first quarter is some activity pushed forward into the second quarter. So um, if we get a 3.5% GDP reading for the second quarter, as some economists claim uh, or are actually forecasting, I think it's a good likelihood Trump is going to tweet, see, I got the economy up to three and a half percent growth. Mission accomplished. Um, Game over. But of but course, mission is not accomplished because, uh, you know, we're not going to have three and a half percent GDP growth for the entire year. Well, look, we thank you for all the work that you're doing with Moody's. And uh, right now, again, Trump's report card grade, a B plus. We're going to be doing this periodically about once a month. Uh, well, we, we're going to get we get new data more than uh, once, a, several times per month. Okay. We put the new data in. Uh, as soon as we get it. And I think we're going to just write about it when something changes or we think there's something new people want to uh, know about. But we want people to go and have a look and see. Uh, we're going to keep putting more data on there so people can see exactly how Trump compares to the prior presidents. Um, and we want people to get engaged and tell us what they think. That's a great idea. Rick Newman, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks and for talking about it. Thanks to all you listeners out there for uh, being with us here for our Yahoo podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. I'm Alexis Christophorus. It's free. That's right. That's you the best subscribe part. Subscribe for free. <laughs> we'll see you next time.